0: So if you are watching, listening, or somehow... Absorbing. uh, Intoxicated with, this is true, really, mystique. (laughs) Mystique, and this is true, really, mystique. Yeah. Good one. Those (laughs) words don't fit together at all. (laughs) Anyway, I know that you have already, because you are sharp, like a tack on the picnic bear. They all mush in my head sometimes. I guess so. Yeah. Sorry, Pope. <laughs> I forgot the Pope. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure if you if you are a regular, you have already liked, subscribed, and or followed This is True Really News. Could you, would you please entice, um, without using Reacher-like tactics, to please get other people to like, subscribe, and follow us too, please? And we thank you for your support. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Uh, weather predict- oh, That was about as cheesy as we can get. Oh, I can get cheesier, I think. Now, see, I was going to say, now we're gonna, it's going to be a challenge because now we'll both go, oh, I can do better than that. Yeah, I, I went for the America. whole children thing last time. You did, that's true. <laughs> so, how well, long will we go? We have no... We have, there is start digging. Yeah. A weather predicting groundhog claiming to be a better prognosticator of spring than the revered Punxsutawney Phil failed to prognosticate this year. How come? Why four? Well, let me give them a little background. I mean, sorry. They might, which groundhog is this? Because I think every state has one. We'll get to him. Tradition holds that if a groundhog sees its shadow, we can expect six more weeks of winter, which maybe doesn't if you live in Minnesota. We'll have spring in six weeks. Yeah, or something. Do you notice that works out the same way either way, freaking yeah. stupid damn groundhog? Yeah. Did you Come on, I think go out on a limb there, dude, you little <laughs> porcupine rascal. So if the groundhog doesn't see its shadow in early spring is predicted. Yes. Milltown Mel wasn't able to appear this year on account of being dead. Oh, I thought maybe it was a visa thing. <laughs> mel's wranglers let everyone know via facebook that he had crossed over the rainbow bridge somebody had mentioned this to me Did you hear the groundhog died my first thought was which which one there which one they're, they're, they're vermin there are lots of them <laughs> uh they went on to say a replacement to be found in time for next year millhouse max mill city max whatever we have don't we Miltown have town meltdown don't we have apple valley annie in minnesota or we used to? Do we really? At the Minnesota State Zoo? Let's just not, shall we? By the way, if you're coming to see the Minnesota State Zoo, screw the one in Apple Valley. Go to St. Paul. It's way more entertaining. Como Zoo is a lot more fun. No, I'm thinking... Um, oh, Capitol. downtown. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Yeah, never mind. In an auction in, in Chesapeake City, Maryland, that closed the early part of February, a white wooden toilet seat... See, this is proof we are not the brightest species. A white wooden toilet seat—got that in your head? Yeah. Pilfered, stolen, taken, swiped, absconded with from Adolf Hitler's retreat in the Bavarian Alps. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people for, are taking all kinds of crap from. Well, you know? I saw a Band of Brothers. You, they were taking stuff. <laughs> yeah, some of it was I booze. Can't quite figure out who would sink to the toilet. Anyway, I got them about eighteen thousand Eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars The Sun reports that Ragnvald C. Borch, a U.S. soldier who spoke German and French, was one of the first to arrive at the Berghof. His senior officers told him to, quote, get what you want from the damaged property. I've heard that from too many different places to think that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. So our, our young Mr. Borch, who spoke German and French, grabbed a toilet seat and shipped it home to New Jersey. Oh, no, please. No, New Jersey Jersey jokes here. This is just not right. My family's from New New Jersey. Jersey, Shut up. Explains a lot. (laughs) Anyway, when he got home, he probably displayed it in his basement. I have my dad's little tiny booze bottle collection in my basement. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I would ever put a toilet seat up there. Well, it depends on whose rear head... uh... Settled there. No, it really doesn't because how are you gonna get that? Hi, Rob, I want to put this toilet seat up in the basement. That's true. You wouldn't that would survive. be like asking about a threesome. It just <laughs> it's not going out <laughs> Not any. a conversation that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> so he sees displaying it in his basement and pill pag Panagopolis. Oh, Bill from Alexander Auction said this was as close to a throne as a dictator would ever get. Oh. Porsche's son put the trophy up for auction. The buyer was graciously not identified. Thank goodness. Have a seat, sir. So are you ready? This is, this is fascinating. Uh, over a balmy winter weekend in South Miami-Dade, Florida, a young boy and his grandfather set out to fish along a canal. To be clear, they were magnet fishing. It's kind of like those guys on the beach with metal detectors. But in a pond, stream, lake, river, you know, you get the point. I so. The intrepid duo went out with magnetic rods after viewing a YouTube video on it, decided to drop lines in the C-102 canal. Ah, oh, the C-102. Such romantic memories. I remember those days. <laughs> Due to an unusual find, the pair have become a, a bit of a local interest, especially to the local Leos. <laughs> or law enforcement. See? Cops. While fishing, they ended up with two pounds of scrap metal and 40 pounds of gun. A Barrett, well, there are some folks who would consider that scrap metal too. So a Barrett 50 caliber rifle. 50 cal rifle. Uh-huh. Like the sniper variety. Yeah. And another Barrett 50 cal on the very next cast. So my guess is people who, shall we say, hunt for a living chucked them in there apparently they were both doing jobs early on they cleaned I bet the... one of them i bet one of them was tony soprano <laughs> probably they cleaned the rifles a bit only to find the serial numbers have been ground off the lower receivers no that's not suspicious which is when they called the cops <laughs> <laughs> guns are currently being processed at a local forensics lab Woo-hoo! Why do I want to watch Interview with a Hitman now? I can't explain it. Um, if you've never seen that movie, by the way, it's not great acting, but it's a great story. Now, where was I? Russian biologist Vera Emelianenko. Vera. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Russian biologist Vera E. stumbled across a strange phenomenon in the snow along the White Sea coast. Now, we're talking Russian Arctic here, right? Yeah. In December, bright blue glowing spots were embedded in the snow, and her feet would leave streaks of blue as she walked. Okay. The biologist collected a sample, examined it under a microscope, where she found tiny aquatic crustaceans called co- copepods? Copepods? I was thinking lichens, because there are certain lichens that glow. So okay. You mean like werewolves? <laughs> they're spelled differently dear you are so cute i can't see how you spell them when you say them, Ozo. <laughs> nice orange hair just a general knowledge of the world is enough to know they're spelled differently no look at who i'm talking to what are you thinking for god's sake <laughs> the creatures normally live up to 100 meters deep in the ocean but an expert at the academy of science in moscow thinks here's a thing <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. They might have been caught in a powerful current that swept them ashore and into the snow. Really? That's what he thinks. The other theory is they uh, got tired of being, you know, deep in the ocean and just walked on shore. Yeah, there is that. However, no little bags were found complaining crustacean clothing. (laughs) This is True Really News.